There's a really incredible event going on as we speak in Duluth, Minnesota this week. It kicked off this afternoon. Duluth Dylan Fest. We've got a couple of people that uh, are prime movers in this great event. Things going on every day from May 21st through the 29th. We've got Zane Bale who's coming up next and then Tim Nelson. Tim and his brother Brad came up with this concept over 10 years ago. We're going to be hearing from both of these lovely people and playing several of songs off the latest version of the Duluth Does Dylan CD during the show tonight. But first up is the prime mover, Queen Jane, approximately <laughs> Zane Bale. Zane, how are you tonight? I'm great. Yeah, just um, so excited. We plan all year for this Duluth Dylan Fest, and it's hard to believe it's here. It's kind of like Christmas. So, and and how do you describe it? Well, I like to call this um, the Duluth Dylan Fest is the state fair of Dylan celebrations. I don't think there's many other places. I don't think there's any other place in the world that celebrates Bob Dylan for eight full days. And to make this uh, interview extra special. Uh, I finally, after a year, I've been living in Bob Dylan's childhood home in Duluth on the first floor. The Zimmermans lived on the second floor. Been renting from a big Dylan collector named Bill Pagel. So we're actually uh, talking to you from the first floor of the Bob Dylan childhood home. And Zane, I know people are excited about it. In the last two or three days, I've been, I've had six different parties uh, from around the country come out and take pictures of the house. I walk out, I have them sign the guest book, say where they're from and date it. And uh, then when they leave, I give them a, if I like them, a free Paul Metzl CD, which is kind of like the Jehovah's Witnesses in reverse. But anyway, <laughs> anyways, so what happened on kickoff day today? Well, sure, I'll, I'll tell you about that. But before we go, I just want to say, um, Paul, that we are capping off the year of Dylan in St. Louis County, and we've been celebrating uh, Bob Dylan um, extra, speci extra special this past year from May 24th, 2021 through May 24th, 2022, and a little beyond because it was Bob Dylan's 80th birthday last year. So um, we're just really excited. Um, today we had uh, a really fun event at the Armory Arts and Music Center, the historic Armory, where Bob Dylan saw Buddy Holly, you know, three days prior to that terrible plane crash, the day the music died. And we, a group called Forging Community, which is a group of blacksmith artists, um, started to create Dylan Gate, as we're calling it. And folks brought their <laughs> pieces of metal and they are forging together a gate. And we can't wait to see what they're still working on it. So we can't wait to see how, the, when that gets finished. And, um, it's supposed to be, you know, we're going to try to auction it off later uh, later in the week if it all works out. And then we had a nice little tour of the armory, the historic armory, which is, you know, exciting things planned for that space. And then did a Bob Dylan tour of Duluth, including coming by, you know, where you're recording the show. So um, great day. And then, um, you know, tonight at 7 o'clock at the Rex, which is in Fitgers, 
Duluth Dylan Fest kickoff party with uh, Dylan Fest, one of our favorites, Cowboy Angel Blue, a group of fabulous musicians from the Iron Range playing a, a Dylan show for us. Well, it's good to have some Iron Range musicians on the on uh, part of the week as uh, Dylan, of course, lived here in this house from 1941 uh, when he came home from St. Mary's Hospital until they hiked up to Hibbing, Minnesota, where he went to junior high and high school. So it's good that uh, both Duluth and Iron Range is represented here. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved uh, with the Dylan Fest Zane Bale. Sure. Well, I got involved back in 2006 when the city of Duluth created Bob Dylan Way, which is a cultural pathway spanning 1.8 miles from the uh, historic depot on 5th Avenue West all the way down to the historic armory on 14th Avenue East. And my husband, Don Das, um, former then city council member, Don Ness, who went on to become mayor of Duluth for many years, and then um, the late Steve O'Neill, a fabulous um, community organizer in the Duluth area, um, got the, the city of Duluth to create the Bob Dylan Cultural Pathway. And um, they got the, it passed and Bob Dylan Way was created, but we needed to raise private dollars and create signs. And I'm a fundraiser by trade. And so um, I got involved with a group of other folks and we were successful in raising the private dollars and worked with some um, out there advertising and a group of people to create those cool signs that you see along the pathway in Duluth on Bob Dylan Way. Then, you know, in 2007, when we finally got the enough money and got the signs printed, we had a party at um, at Fitgers, and it and, and it was so much fun. We decided to do it again and again. And then in 2011, you, you know, you, Brad Nelson and Tim, um, you know, Brad had the idea of expanding the fest uh, for a whole, whole week, and um, you know, throughout all of this, we worked really closely with the folks up in Hibbing, with the, which was the Hibbing Dylan Days that ran through 2014. And so we coordinated our work, our, our plans. And then, um, you know, unfortunately, with the closing um, of Zimmy's Restaurant in, in, 2014, in 2013, um, the Hibbing group just didn't have the energy after 2014 to keep the fest for their Dylan Days going. And and so um, we took on one of their signature events called our singer-songwriter contest, which we can talk more about in a little bit. So, yeah, I've got a long history <laughs> with the Duluth Dylan Fest, but it's a village. You know, we have a great team of volunteers. We're all volunteers, and we just do this because, you know, we're just really um, thrilled that, you know, Bob Dylan grew up and was born in Duluth, and, and we just get to be a part of celebrating Bob Dylan and the fabulous um, art artists that, are from here or visit here and uh, want to be a part of the festival. You know, uh, Jay Gabler, the new entertainment writer for the Duluth News Tribune, did a great uh, full-page article last weekend on the event. And uh, getting back to the uh, the metalwork, you know, Dylan now has been welding things for the last several years. In fact, there is a gate uh, that opens down at the Bob Dylan Center that Bob created. And, uh, you know, I, I told Jay at the top of the article, I said, you know, Bob's welding now. I said, there's nothing more iron range than that. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he asked me later on in the article how 
he goes, you know, Duluth and the Iron Range have always kind of blown uh, hot and cold on Bob Dylan. And I said, you know, really, that's, those people that still refer to him as Bob Dylan, it's those people. But people my age and younger, including all my nieces and nephews, we all adore Bob Dylan. So I, uh, I think if Bob was here, he'd feel the love. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've done a lot of work over the years just to um, kind of demystify that myth <laughs> that Bob Dylan, you know, um, doesn't really have connections to the Northland. And, and we, we've seen it in his writings. We, we've seen it in his music. And, um, you know, we're just really excited about about um, that we celebrate Dylan for this, like I said, state fair of, of Dylan celebrations. And people come from all over the world, all over, the, you know, the U.S. and uh, Canada. And, um, you know, we're just excited. I know with COVID-19 pandemic, um, people haven't been able to travel as much. And, you know, with this year's fest, we're just um, asking everybody to be careful and um, put on a mask. We're going to have some great um, free masks and stickers available and um, just want people to be safe out there. And let's talk about uh, some of the other events taking place during the Dylan Fest week in Duluth, Minnesota. The Zenith sure. City by the Unsalted Sea. Yes. Um, you know, we have um, virtual events and we have in-person events. And so, you know, people can, um, you know, join us, um, you know, from listening to the Highway 61 radio show that you were on last last week, Paul, um, on, on the North uh, 103.3. Um, on, on Sunday, we're having an acoustic jam over at Earthrider led by Leslie Black. And you can bring your voice and your instruments and just jam on at Earthrider. And then on that night, it's it's not on our wasn't on our poster, but it was a late breaking event. Je Jeff Slate from New York. He he's a musician, singer, songwriter, writer for the Rolling Stone. Um, he is doing a live stream Bob Dylan birthday party um, at 6.30 p.m. Uh, on, on our Duluth Dylan Fest Facebook page. And then on Monday, we'll be back over at the Cedar Lounge Earthrider for a Bob Dylan trivia night. And then a listening party for Andy and Renee and Hard Rain. They're a group of incredible musicians from L.A., we're going to be live streaming them on YouTube from 7 to 8.30. And they have been doing a Dylan Fest in L.A. for 30-plus years. And we had um, Andy and Renee as part of the Year of Dylan in October to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the North 103.3 radio station Highway 61 Revisited show. So that is just leading into May 24th, Bob Dylan's birthday. 81st birthday we're, we're having our annual front porch party greg taberzi is going to be playing there at dylan's childhood home from noon we're going to have cupcakes and i heard maybe you're going to be playing there word has it that myself and my harmonica player of 23 years sunny girl will be performing on my front porch along with you guys at about two o'clock in the afternoon and it's going to be streamed on the dylan fest website give us the uh, url for the dylan fest website www.duluthdillonfest.com but I think the live stream we're going to just do from Facebook probably I'm thinking. Okay and then uh, Sonny and I are also playing the next night we're doing a nod to Bob playing Dylan classics as well as folk and blues tunes 
that uh, has influenced Bob, and as well as uh, Paul Metza and Sonny Earl Originals at the Barrel Room, which is uh, 600 East Superior Street across from Fitker's Brewhouse from 8 to 10. And I believe you also have, tell us about Peter McKenzie, who you are doing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing... yeah, we're doing a John, we have a John Bushy Memorial Lecture Series. John Bushy was an amazing person. He was the host for over 25 years of the Highway 61 show. He was a educator, an environmentalist, um, and a Dylanologist, and a magician. So um, it, when John passed in 2018, uh, we worked with his family to create the John Bushy Memorial Lecture, and we're very excited to have Peter McKenzie, author of Bob Dylan on a Couch and 50 Cents a Day, live on Zoom, and so you can um, find out how to participate on that. It's from 6.30 to probably about 7.45, 8 o'clock. On Wednesday, and then, you know, head on down to, if you live in the area, to um, Fitger's Brewhouse to see um, Paul and Sonny. And then that Thursday, May 26th, we're going to be over at Earth Rider Festival Grounds for the Free Wheel and Duluth Does Dylan CD show, which I know you're going to talk more about in a bit. And then um, our Friday night is our singer-songwriter contest, and we're super excited. We have 17 contestants coming from around the state and region and i heard somebody's coming from prague so um (laughs) it's a songwriter contest where where folks are just judged um we have a panel of judges who are judged on their original song and then play a dylan song just to celebrate bob dylan's birthday and uh then we're rounding out the next weekend saturday may 28th with john bushy lecture with our own paul mensa right i'm honored to be a part of that i'm going to read uh, for two pieces, I have a book coming out called Alpha Jazz Poetry, Prose Stories and Songs. I have uh, several pieces, Dylan related in there. One I'm going to read, uh, it's called Bob Dylan Highway 53 Revisited, which ties in, I believe, the uh, uh, five personas that were imbued in Bob Dylan before he went down to Minneapolis and took with him all the way to his 81st birthday. And uh, I'm excited to do that. John was a, a good friend of mine and was also had an incredible show. For those people that aren't in Duluth, you can stream uh, the radio station every Friday, every Saturday night at 5 o'clock, and I believe it's the north 103.3 fm.org is the URL for that. And then Sunday, how are you wrapping it all up, Zane? Well, um, there's one more big event on, on, on Saturday night. It's... Um it is the music of Bob Dylan with Dan Israel, Terry Walsh, uh, Steve um, Bransig, uh, Joe Baumgart, and Dave Hagen, um, what we're calling another super group out of the Twin Cities area. And they're going to be playing a rockin' and rollin' um, show of filled with Bob Dylan music at Sacred Art Heart Music Center from um, 7.30 to 10. And that is going to be live streamed off the uh, Sacred Heart website Um YouTube page, excuse me. And then wrapping things up the next day at uh, Wusso's Concert Cafe, we call it our farewell brunch um, with some music um, provided by Mississippi Mike and friends. So that's from 11 to 1, and we're all going to be exhausted and be glad we have the next day off um, because it's Memorial Day. (laughs) Well, you've done an incredible job, you and all of the volunteers. I want to thank you as a fan of Bob Dylan and as a new resident of Duluth to, uh, number one, have me be a part of it, number two, to uh, have all these events that I can 
uh, enjoy when I'm not playing. So Zane Bale, thank you so much. We're going to be listening to a little Bob Dylan next off the new Duluth Does Dylan CD. And then coming up at the second half of the show is one of the the, uh, prime movers and one of the main cats behind Earth Rider Brewing, Mr. Tim Nelson. Zane, thank you so much. I'll be looking forward to bumping into you all week long. Sure, and just, you know, visit www.DuluthDylanFest.com or uh, Duluth Dylan Festival on Yes, I've been here before Feeling so harmless Looking at your second door How come you don't Send me no regards You know I want your himself and uh, one of the first guys that got the homebrew up and running here in Duluth with Fitker's Brew House 26 years ago with his buddy Rod Raymond. My friend tonight, Tim Nelson. Tim, good to see you again. You too, Paul. It's great to see you. Oh, it's so so (laughs) fun to be here in Duluth now. Yeah, it's good to have you here. I told you before you moved here, uh, anybody who comes here actually has a real impact. Yeah. When they start doing stuff, it's, uh, the culture here is really open to new ideas and new energy. And uh, when someone with, with those uh, new ideas and energy come into it, it does, it changes the needle. I remember 10 years ago, I mean, literally, I met you and Raymond 26, 27 years ago when Fitker's Brew House yeah. opened. I believe that September was... September 1995. Yeah, that was like the first brew house 
in the state, wasn't it? One of the first. Yeah, we were one of the one of the first uh, brew pubs for sure at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you and now you're uh, you tell us a little bit before we get into Dylan stuff about Earth Rider yeah. because a lot of the events that are going on during Dylan Fest are taking place at uh, Earth Rider and Cedar Lounge, which is all kind of part of the same yeah organization. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Earth Rider started in 2017 uh, when beer was released in about. October of that that year, and uh, um, you know, kind of rolled forward the twenty plus years of music energy that we started over at Fitkers and at the Brew House, and uh, um, and just continued with uh, knowing that music builds community, brings people together, and um, can become an economic engine to help sell beer. You know, yeah. ultimately. Um, as a musician, we all know that as musicians know that's a lot of times your job is sell more beer, right? You know, and um, most musicians I know like beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a prerequisite, but you know it is uh, in the mix for sure. So I'm one of those, and and so we, that was one of those things that we was always a priority um, uh, to continue that cultural uh, center to to what we do. Well, I remember ten years ago. You told me, and this would have been at least 15 years ago, if not longer. You said, I envision Duluth and then, of course, city, uh, Sister City, Superior, the Twin Ports, has the potential to become a mini Austin, Texas. Yeah, I've had those dreams. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, I might have talked about it. You, you know, and it was, I always, I, you know, back then I remember discussing it with a few people, you, you among them, and just, it's a three legged stool, right? You need to have. The clubs, yeah. You gotta have the musicians, right? And then, and sometimes, oftentimes, you can, you can import those. You know, you can import the talent, which you were one of them. Yeah. Um, you need the clubs, and then you need the the press media. You know, to talk about it, to yeah. so people know. I mean, besides besides some posters hanging up, but having some media to talk about the the arts and entertainment that's happening. And I think that three legged stool has been fulfilled. In the Twin Ports. Well, and then you have uh, uh, the radio station formerly known as QMD, now the North. Yeah. It's been very supportive. Totally. It's been playing my music since 1984. Yeah. You know, and I just did the uh, Highway 61 Revisited with host Miriam, which sure. is phenomenal. And then I'm a little further up the road in Grand Rigue at WTIP. So you've got that. Yeah. Uh, the, almost the fourth leg. Right, right. Well, I could count that in the third leg for sure. Yeah. And then, and then you're right. KMD's always been an anchor to that whole. Yeah. Thing. Or the 103 North, but now, now is what it is. It's, now, uh, tell us about your brother Brad Nelson, a drummer. I believe he plays, does he play with Alan Squire and Hank Span, the yeah. Black Eyed Snakes? Yep, he's uh, playing with them for sure. Yep. Yeah. The long term, uh, long time Duluth band Father Hennepin, still yeah. playing with them as well. Now, what about, uh, so when did you and Brad uh, conjure up this whole idea of having a week celebrating Bob Dylan? I don't, I think Brad was really the brainchild of the, the festival. I had come up with, at least a few years earlier, a couple, three years earlier, the Duluth Does Dylan uh, compilation CD project that started 20-some years ago now. Um, and we're going to be listening to several tracks off the 2022 version of that. Awesome. And thank you, uh, you, uh, you and your friend Tom, inviting me to perform. I did Bob Dylan's Scream on that. So we're going to be listening to some of that. Um, so, yeah, so keep going. Dylan, yeah. Brad. Right. So we, we came up with that idea, Duluth Does Dylan. It was kind of a funny idea at the time. Right. You know, it was, 
we come from the indie rock, you know, the, you know, it's got a little bit, uh, you know, it's, doesn't take things too seriously all the time. Right. And uh, so that was where the, you know, really we wanted to promote Duluth. Right. And the music and the, you know, we really saw something that was happening here that was not um, happening everywhere else. Right. Having lived in, you know, central Minnesota, for instance, you know, there's, Duluth is very unique in that way and that it was that that three-legged stool had been built. You know, yeah. We had the bands, we had the clubs, we had the media talking about it and playing the music on air. Right. And so that was happening here. So, okay, next step is how do we put that somewhere else out into the world beyond Duluth? Yeah. You know, because it still had the, you know, you go down to Minneapolis, banned from Duluth! You know, it was like, it was a big deal. Right. I was like, yeah, I was right, so like right. why is that a big deal? You know, I didn't get it, you know, but now, but now it's understood. I understand. Well, I'm gonna if I, I gonna pat myself. My friend Jeff Maritko, who ran Mazelak's bar for years, uh, I had a thing in 1997 called the Artist Corner, where I had about 150 bucks to split up between four or five musicians, free yeah. burgers and beers. And there used to be this guy came down from Duluth. He looked like a ninth grade geography teacher at the time. Yeah. He had short hair and little white rim glasses, and he played acoustic Delta blues on a national uh, steel uh, guitar, and uh, it was a young man by the name of Charlie Parr. <laughs> and I went, man, yeah, you are cool. really good. And he would drive down, and I always carved out a little more money, because Charlie would make the, you know, the, driving, uh, yeah. make the two-hour drive to do it. And then, uh, I believe, Mayslax was one of the first places where Trampled by Turtles were. Oh, wow, yeah. I remember so, you, were, you were doing the booking back then and working real hard and bringing in that high-level talent that was kind of unrecognized at the time. Yeah. And those, and the, those were two of the acts that are now have proven national slash international uh, recognition, validation that you you discovered. And, and it came out of this scene, though. And that's so that, so Delita's Dylan was like, how do we tell people beyond here of what's happening here? Right. And Bob Dylan obviously has that <laughs> recognition internationally that people want to hear they're listening to the record not for Trample by Turtles, they're listening to it because it's Bob Dylan's music. Yeah. So, you know, and Duluth does Dylan is huge in Germany. It's like one of our top wow. markets for that for that cons for the for the project. So Sehr gut. Yeah. <laughs> really gut. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And so it's fun to see that and then having the you know, local musicians and a lot of most of them are, some are international now, but um, having that international recognition and actually getting written about in these, you know, in, this, in these papers. That's the phenomenal. I, I applaud you and Brad and everybody else. I mean, as you know, like Zane said, it does, in fact, take a village to pull these things off. No doubt. So now, what do you got going personally over at uh, Earthrider uh, in Cedar Lounge, which is at, at the end of uh, Tower Avenue at the North End? Very uh, Superior, Wisconsin. Yep. Soup Town, as we've lovingly referred to it as years. What do you got going on in terms of the Dylan Fest over there? Uh, it's a few nights. There's a there's a Dylan jam I think on Sunday night, so musicians come and uh, it's a jam session, and then Monday night's a Dylan trivia I believe, and then it's Monday or Tuesday, uh, and then on uh, I believe Thursday night is the uh, Does Dylan um, CD release CD celebration because it's. It was supposed to be released a year ago, COVID, you know, right. pumped the brakes a little right. bit on it, and uh, so, um, yeah, so that's what's happening.
Well, you must be uh, delighted to see over a decade later how the Dillon Fest uh, expanded. And of course, uh, uh, you're getting, you know, all this, these great arts that you had playing Bob Dylan music on the CDs. And then, you know, you couple with Tim, as you know, Duluth is now like the vacation hotspot. Yeah. If not a place to uh, want to purchase a home. So it's yes. such a beautiful confluence of all the right things to make a really vibrant scene. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, tw 20 years later, you know, a little over 20 years later since the first one came out, five, five compilations of 15 songs each. So five times 15 is uh, 50 times so 75 songs. Yeah. Released. Right. <laughs> And everybody gets one shot at it. So, Paul, yeah. I hope you've got a good one because that's your one chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was just ironic. Uh, I was kind of keeping on the dowel that I was living in Dylan's house. But uh, after I got interviewed on the news, news to be annoying was only going to be here for a few more weeks. I uh, uh, I let the cat out of the bag. But yeah. uh, uh, what I loved when, uh, and how do you pronounce Tom's last name? Fab Chance. Fab Chance. Yeah. Um, when he called me to participate, I said, it's got to be Bob Dylan's dream. You know, works as a Bob right. as a young man. And I thought it could have been more perfect for the vibe I've been living here for, I bet. for years. You know, yeah. people go, oh, yeah, you know, because Dylan lived here from the time he was born at St. Mary's Hospital in 41 until he was six or seven. Did go to uh, kindergarten right up the street at, at Nettleton School. And they said, are you inspired at all by that Dylan vibe? I go, yeah, I said, I want to ride my bike. I want to play marbles. I want to play. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you're a family man now, but you used to play a lot more regularly. Yeah, I was playing quite a bit. You know, was, uh, I didn't start playing regularly. I mean, I never played out until I was uh, 30 years old. Yeah. Um, started Fickers Brew House when I was 28. And... Uh, was a living room jam session guy and just, you know, <laughs> uh, wanted to play music. And so got like-minded people around me and, and started writing songs and being an original musician was important to me. And, and, and you we, guys didn't, Brad, run a, 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 a magazine? We had a, Brad and I, and um, yeah, we had a, he, he was the, the publisher of the Ripsaw News. Yeah. And the Ripsaw was around for six years, and it was a weekly, a, first a, a monthly independent uh, paper, and then weekly later on, and um, really drove that scene, I think, forward a lot, because it did record reviews. It, um, it did, uh, you know, uh, cultural articles about what was happening in the community art and whatever else, and, and, all, you know, and then also the venues could advertise there uh, in, in its pages, and... Uh, um, I feel it, it really elevated the scene through those that period of, of time. It was blood, sweat, and tears that he and a group of people, my family, put into that um, endeavor. You know, it was the wrong time for print, right? It yeah. Was, <laughs> it was the end of the print world. Right. I still get the newspaper at home. I get three newspapers at home. I still like getting that hard copy, but it's a rare thing. They're, you know, even the Star Trips trying to talk you out again. Right. Please just get the digital version. <laughs> like, no, I like the paper. Yeah, they're just going to use something. Yeah. Yeah, I like something to spill my coffee on yeah. my computer. They stack up. I read them. But yeah. anyway, so we did that Ripsaw News, and it was one of those, one of that, that leg, that, that stool leg. And, uh, um, you know, there's 
it was local artists writing for it, obviously. Yeah. It, was, it was volunteer labor, people, cartoonists and record reviewers and people concerned about the environment. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, festivals grew out of that. Um, the Ripsaw owned the Homegrown Music Festival for a year. We started the Green Man Festival, which was around for five years. We um, had uh, an Underground Hog Day Festival, which is our February uh, thing that we did. So we, it, would, it was compilation records and things that kind of drew, drew that creative mind. I yeah. Think, and well, I think we should also give a shout out to Bob Boone, the publisher of the Duluth Reader, which has been going for yeah. 20 or 30 years because he's very friendly to uh, to musicians in the artistic scene. I as a as a uh, as a guy that has known about Duluth for years. Mom and Dad met here. Two sisters went to Saint Scholastic. Your brother went to UMB. I opened uh, my first big show when my record Paper Tigers came out '84. I opened up for Taj Mahal at the North Shore Theater. I and then I played here. God know how many dozen times over the years. Now living here, I was very aware of the music scene, but there is there are so many tentacles to the artistic and cultural scene in Duluth, with artists and craftsmen, and uh, uh, there's a great you know great theater group in town. You've got the Duluth Orchestra. I mean, you really we've got everything we need here. Yeah, we got it. we truly got everything we need, and and uh, moving back to Duluth as an outdoor sports enthusiast, I. I I always go abroad or you know out of Duluth and say you can do name an outdoor sport that you can't do in Duluth. Right. No one can think, base jumping. I'm like, yeah, you can. There's people have done it, gone up to Ely's Peak and jumped off. You know, I wouldn't do it myself. <laughs> right. Or went, maybe split rock or whatever. Have you have you tried surfing <laughs> on Lake Superior? I have. Really? Yeah, it's very cold. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, you know, and you nearly drown when those waves crash on you. But I have. To, there's it's. It's a really unique spot, right? And it draws all these different people that have adventure in their soul, right? And I think that drives the the artists and the singer songwriters and, and the people that are trying to create things. We really we have really long winters, so you kind of hold up, yeah, in basements or wherever you do your your craft and art. Um, so it's just in a for a small town, so in a smallish community, we create a lot of things here. I've talked with Tim Nelson, uh, one of the prime movers with his brother Brad, about putting this Dylan Fest week together. Of course, he's been doing the Duluth Does Dylan CD, uh, of which we're playing several cuts on tonight's show. So tell us, Tim, number one, congratulations and all this stuff. Uh, it's an honor to know you. But tell uh, the Wall of Power Radio, our listening audience, can you... Could you describe, you know enough about Bob Dylan, what do you think his Duluth and Iron Range influence on what made that man, what made that great artist? I think, I think that uh, the working class ethos, and the, you know, I'm not a, a Dylanologist, which is actually, you know, there's people that are study this, you know, yeah. and I'm just a, a fan, um, producer that listens to the music and is a, is a local like he once was. But um, I think the working class ethos seeps into, you know, everything. The sound, right. not only the lyrics. The lyrics, you know, that, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's real life. Um, but it's also the sound, which has a, when you're from here, you kind of get it. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's got an edge to it. It's not overly produced. 
you know, it's got it's it's got a real authenticity, and I think that, you know, maybe he was, I think the place influenced him, or we've all been influenced by Bob, you know, yeah. something. But it's something that we all carry as musicians in this town. Um, I think forward, you know, I think that is something that. I don't know if it's the environment that influenced him, or you know, I don't know how that happened, but I right. think that there's a commonality amongst the the art here. Like right Patty way. Smith said when she performed at the opening of the Bob Dylan Center last week, and she goes, "Bob Dylan is everywhere." Yeah. <laughs> Tim, this has been such number one. It's great to see you again. Me too. And uh, tell us how can people uh, find and purchase the new Duluth Does Dylan CD? There's a website, Duluth Does Dylan. Dot com, I believe, and okay. uh, so it may not be up there yet. No, by the time people hear this, it probably is. You know? Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that that'd be the place to start. And uh, how far is your Earthrider beer? It's all over the Twin Cities. I know that it has been. Yeah, we're um, we're distributed uh, eastern Minnesota, basically, right down the middle of the state, and then uh, western Wisconsin. So it's kind of that strip. And if you're in Superior, go to the Cedar Lounge on the north end of Tower Avenue and uh, enjoy those delicious beers and some really good soft drinks as well. And uh, if you're lucky enough, there might be an outdoor show under the tent. It's a wonderful facility. Tim, great to see you again. And uh, I'm sure we will bump into each other this week during the Dillon Fest. No doubt. No doubt, Paul. Great to see you. Thanks, brother. Yeah, man.
listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by John Supersonic Saristo. We listened to three songs during this episode, Temporary Like Achilles by The Slamming Doors, I and I by Oregon Creek, and Bob Dylan's Dream by yours truly, Paul Metza. You can find them all on the Free Willin Duluth Does Dylan CD, engineered and produced by the great Tom Fabchance. Follow what's going on up here in Duluth for Dylan's birthday week at DuluthDylanFest.com. Happy 81st birthday, Bob. Sonny Earl and I will be at the Fitkers Brew House Barrel Room on Wednesday night, the 25th of May from 8 to 10, doing a nod to Bob. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.